Hey, welcome to Younger and Older. This is Jason and Dave hanging out at the studios of Relate365.com in the Northwoods of Wisconsin on the campus of Silver Ranch and Nicolay Bible Institute. And we're just uh, having another discussion on another day, a little bit cloudy outside. And Dave, I need to offer my condolences to you as your dear old Packers have yet against. Yeah, you know, I do have a philosophy, though. At least they're consistent. I do. I have a philosophy. Yes. The best team will win. (laughs) Touche. Yeah. So they're not the best team. (laughs) That's it. That's it. I know. How many people are mad now because I said the Packers weren't the best team? But if you're the best team, you win. Right. And and a best team plays consistently best when they need to play best, and they didn't. That's so right. They're, you know, when somebody says, oh, they should have won, it's like they didn't win. Mm-hmm. Therefore, they weren't the best. However, this time around, I, I haven't heard many people say they should have won that game. No, no. <laughs> Meaning that I don't think they played that well. No. I didn't even watch it. Uh, no. Actually, I didn't watch any any game this season. I think but. it's really hard. Once you're a fan of a certain team, I mean, it's really hard. It's like anything in life. Can you honestly look at things in a in a non-biased way if you're a fan of something? I mean, if you really like Pepsi, yeah. would you ever even try Coke again? I, I understand. I mean, I grew up a Cubs fan. Yeah. So yeah, Me too. And I'm still really a Cubs fan. I just irritate Cubs fans by telling them I'm a Brewers fan. But it, it, I'm not. i I'm really not a baseball fan at all. (laughs) (laughs) But if I had to choose one. That's right. You would choose them. I would choose the Cubs because that's where I grew up. And once a Cub fan, you're always a Cub fan. Mm. So based on that philosophy, since you're a philosophy person, you grew up in Chicago. Right. Once a Bears fan, always a Bears fan. No, that's a different sport. No, it's the same philosophy. No, it's different. You can fumble in that sport. <laughs> and Bears fumble. Your own philosophy. Packers picked it up. And to the I got I got You've traded. Heard it first. I got Dave picked up off waivers. A Bears fan. I got Tried picked up as a fan waiver. <laughs> <laughs> so I have to be in Green Bay now. And he just said he's a wavering fan. That's right. I am a wavering fan. I actually for baseball, I wait to see who wins the World Series. Then usually I proclaim them as my team for the next year. That's good. That way, I've always been with a winner. Touche. Yeah. There you go. Heart and into my. Uh, I'm surprised you haven't jumped over to the Chiefs bandwagon. My then. lack of delight. Yeah. If you really feel that way, I've been a Cub fan once in the last <laughs> hundred years. <laughs> <laughs> I think everybody was a Cub fan that year. Yeah, I know. You got to sometimes. You know, there are certain teams that you would feel sorry for if they got in a championship game. Like the Minnesota Vikings have never won. A Lombardi Trophy. Really? Yeah. I don't know if I. They've knew been that. in the Super Bowl maybe. I'll bet you four times, five times. And they've never won. They've never won. Mm. I really wouldn't mind seeing them win. Right. E- even though I'm not a Viking fan, I don't. I can't remember when the Detroit Lions won it last. Actually, probably back in the day of. Yeah. Of the, uh, was it Deion Sanders? I don't know, man. But they used to be great rivals with the Bears more than the Packers. Even. Oh yeah. You yeah. know and. And I can't remember when they won last. So, I, you know, I find it interesting. I usually end up rooting for an underdog yeah. just for the fun of it. So and, why aren't you a Bear fan? <laughs> well, really, the Packers are really the weird underdog of the league. Mm. They're, they're owned by the, the city. Yeah. It's really a weird situation up here. So I, I think that unique situation is, intrigues me that there's no owner. Yeah. And the Packers do have a lot of things they don't have to deal with because they don't have an owner. Yeah. 
and they keep you know people talk about moving cities you can't even move the packers right. there's no owner that says they can right so it's like okay fine we're we're just stuck with this team in a in a small area a rural area that actually gets supported and actually does okay so i think i think i like the intrigue of the whole situation mm. in chicago they should be able to support a team yeah uh, new york can support several teams you know i mean california obviously supports several teams florida has several teams yeah uh, but to have one in Green Bay, Wisconsin, I think that's pretty weird. Yeah. Uh, especially one that traditionally and consistently is way up there in, in funding. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think it's kind of fun that way. Other yeah. than that, I'm not overly loyalist. In fact, this year I probably have not watched a complete game. That's okay. Yeah. I think there are many in that boat. But I would watch it. I like I like the science of the game. I mean, mm-hmm. I would watch it. Uh, you said Kansas City. You know, uh, Mahomes is a Good quarterback. He's fun to watch. Yeah. Um, and Brady, I don't think he's all that good anymore. Well, he's doing he what is. it takes to get I there. I think he's surrounded by a really good cast who played really well. Yeah. It's it's more of a team. And uh, I watched some of the highlights, and there's an old adage if you're a football player that says defense wins championships. And I think that team proved it. That's like the mantra of the Bears. It is. And I think that team proved it. I think that the – Defense on that team stopped yeah. the best part of the Packers, which is the offense. Yeah, and if you stop the offense on that team, the defense isn't going to hold up. Yeah, so that's my mm-hmm. thought. There you go. There you go. Penny for your thoughts. Yeah. Well, I want to do. Uh, speak, to speaking of things, sports, yeah. there used to be a program on. Maybe it's still on. I haven't seen it. That was called "Pardon the Interruption," where where you did they would throw out like a, a phrase, and these two guys would talk about it, and they'd only have so much time to talk about it. I don't have a timer, but I thought, you know what, I want to throw out some things that um, you might have an opinion on at your age, and I might have an opinion on my age, and just see what your opinion is if I say these things. Okay. Uh, for example, are, are you reading Are you reading any books right now? Uh, no. No. Okay. Um, I was going to say, what kind of books do you read? What kind of books, if you're going to read a book, if you had time to read, I understand you have three boys, you have a job, you have... <laughs> But if you had time to read, what kind of books do you like reading? Um, at this stage of life, I like reading, um, I don't know, books that impact the, the way that I view, the way that we do ministry, I suppose, okay. or the way that I do life. Um, so I, I, I probably wouldn't veer towards the the fiction as much as I used to. Okay. In fact, I, I, I agree with you. I, I still don't think I've ever read a book just for the fun of it. I, I want to learn something from it. Yeah. And uh, But I found out in my Nicolay Bible Institute class, I read fiction books that make a point about something, Yeah, that really teach. And uh, so I find those kind of books intriguing. I won't mm. mention any here because we're not advertising. But anyway, let me give you a, a couple lines here and see what you say. Um, impeachment trial. What, what do you think when I say impeachment trial? If, if this is recorded, uh, just for a time reference, uh, President Trump's no longer president. President Biden is now president. They didn't finish an impeachment process for whatever, insurrection, I guess, while he was in office. So he's not in office now. And they just brought the articles of impeachment over to the Senate. And he's not our president anymore. So I want to know your thoughts on impeachment trial with that background. To me, it seems that you can't impeach somebody that's not a president anymore. Okay. Constitutionally. Yep. Regardless of what the act or act was. So, th- so, so what are your thoughts about the people doing it? What are they doing? 
I don't know. Like, I don't know if they just, you know, want to, like, have their last say and, quote, unquote, stick it to the man. <laughs> you know <laughs> okay was, was that a phrase from your generation no that, yeah but i understand what you're saying <laughs> it's just these are people running the country i know i know but that i mean that's really as i as i think about it you know reg- in my mind regardless of of what your opinion i think is of what happened on january 6th at, at the capitol you know the fact is is that he's no longer president so it's like what why waste the time the energy and Virtually our resources. Right. You know. Do you think they're concerned with our resources? No. No, I don't think so either. I don't think so either. I think when you're king or you have this king complex, uh, you don't care what you spend. Yeah. Especially if it's on you and whatever you want. You know, and I, I think I think part of them even, they won't admit this. I think part of them actually admits that it's kind of silly. You know, because last night I st- they, they brought over from the – the house, you know, they did their walk across the commons. Whatever I saw did. pictures that made me laugh. So, thinking you children, and they delivered them. Up. And so, and so, the way that the Constitution outlines is that when the Senate receives a bill, they have to act on it within a certain amount of hours. And so, right. they're going to essentially act on it and delay it for two weeks, <laughs> so they can actually get stuff done. So, I think part but, of them is subconsciously admitting, like, "All right, this is silly. Let's just put it off until we actually get some work done." Yeah, that's that's the way it comes across. I'm not sure they've done work for four years. You know, well, I, I, it seems like Congress has been bent on this "we hate Trump" thing. Yeah, and and it, if I were a teacher for all those people, I would say, "Would you please grow up? Go in the corner, take a time out." Well, I, I still think we need to move on. We you do. Know, we, we've talked about this before. Like the whole idea of our government is is we have representatives that we elect that represent their constituents, and so let them do that. Right. You know, and that's where we've talked about. You know. Don't make it a career thing. Yeah. Well, you know, here's the weird, the weird thing for me. They're talking about, okay, we need to impeach him so he can't run again. Let we, the people, decide that. We, if, if we don't want him to run again, if the, yeah. we're not going to vote for him. Right. If we don't want that particular person in office, unless you think that the elections are so rigged that the people no longer have a voice. Yeah. I, I, you know, let him run if he wants to run. We'll tell you whether we want him to run or not. Right. By how we vote, by how we respond. In fact, I wish that we could get a national vote on some of the other congressional leaders right now. Yeah. Because many of them are acting like children, and that's my thing. You know, I'm, I'm really not a, a Republican or a Democrat by just saying I am a Republican or a Democrat. But I tell you, the platform of one of those parties is so anti-God that I, would, I can't vote for those people right now. And you can go look at their platforms and you can read the Bible and decide which platform I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. But the bottom line really is, more importantly, they need to learn how to act like adults. Yeah. And they're not. They're acting like children and they're putting on a disgusting display for all the children in our country and how adults are supposed to act toward one another. Mm-hmm. Now, they might say, well, he started it. Do you have boys? Oh, Did man. Did you ever get that? He started oh, it? All the time. And, and, that's acceptable, right? So then you let them keep fighting. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and and that's what it looks like. I, I can't even come to words, you know, because even the impeachment trial aside, now they're blaming other senators. You know, you have Cruz. Right. And that other guy, I apologize, right. I forget his name. Yeah. That they're saying H, because <laughs> they voted against the certification of the votes. Well, now, of course, they must be, in, you know, part of the collusion. Right. So we have to launch an investigation. Like, seriously? Yeah. They have every right 
if they think within their realm to object to the votes, they can. That's their right within the Constitution. Right. Whether you agree with it or not. You know, if you back the bus up, if, if anyone wants to, it seems like when President Trump won, there was a whole group of people that basically said he will never be my president. Yeah. And they were for four years that way. Oh, yeah. I don't see them being prosecuted. Right. The whole thing reeks of political correctness. Well, and, and here's the here's the the interesting thing. You know, we're we're broadcasting this in Wisconsin, you know, and several years ago when Walker was yep. uh, was governor, you know, he had people storm the Capitol in Wisconsin. Yep. And what was happened there? Yep. You know, in fact, there was other senators around the country that actually said this is a good thing. Yeah. You know, but how is that different from now? Mm-hmm. I agree. You was know, it because the building held more significant people than our state capitol? It did. In fact, and once so, the attack goes against you, this is personal. Then it's a different story. Absolutely. You now, know. now, you know, now. And I'm not condoning. Let me let me clear. I'm not condoning what no, happened at the either. capitol. And so I want to make that clear. I'm just saying the response is starkly different, and that's yeah. that's what I'm I'm pointing out. Yeah. Well, I I have often thought. You know, it's interesting to see their response. How dare these people attack us? Why don't they look at the store owner in Portland? Why don't they look at those people who don't have the police protection and don't have all those people walking with them all the time and see when they're attacked, they don't have anyone to go to because because they're not supporting them. Mm-hmm. But if it happens to them in Washington, D.C., they go crazy. They go ballistic. Right. It's like, how dare you attack us? Well, that's happening on the streets in Chicago. It's happening in Seattle. It's happening in Portland. It's happening other places on the street. And if these people in Washington care, then get those things straightened out before you start barking about how terrible it is in your life. Yeah. You know, and, and I'm not trying to be disrespectful. I'm trying to say grow up. I, I don't know that the people in Washington, D.C. know what the normal person in the United States thinks anymore. And that's why I enjoyed this conversation. We're, bu- we're two nobodies in the United States of America. We're not going to change the direction of the nation. Mm-hmm. We're not going to affect. I write the senators. I write our congressmen and tell them. In fact, if I write them, it's short and to the point. I wrote them on this issue of impeachment, and I just said, please stop the hate. Thank you. That's all I said. Just please stop the hate. And, and so that's, that's my thought. Stop. You don't need to keep hating people. And that's what the normal person in our country is saying right now. Don't do that. Yeah. But, you know, they're surrounded by people who are full of hate, so they don't even hear our voices anymore. Uh, The one thing, and we'll move on to the next line, but the one thing that I thought of, and again, being a philosophical kind of person, this got buried somewhere, so I can't verify it or anything, and you can't verify anything anyway. But from what I understood, the FBI gave notice that there were some plans for that before it happened on, on, on the 6th. Well, and, and Which means to realize Trump's speech yeah, had nothing to do with it. That whatever group it is, pre-planned this. Yes. So how did he encourage it if it was pre-planned? Exactly. And so on that basis alone, I would say, Congress, grow up. You're well, going after something that you shouldn't go after. And even Biden's saying that it's pointless now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but it is. Think of if you're president and this is going on, and so you're thinking four years from now when you leave office, if you do, I mean... They're going to go after you, too? No. This is, is a circle you don't want to get in, mm-hmm. as far as I'm concerned. All right, enough of the impeachment enough of, thing. Yep, yep. All right, how about, unfortunately, I'm going to stay with politics a little bit. 
political figures putting hand on Bibles for their oath of office. We saw the president, Biden, put his hand on a, a Bible the size of Texas. <laughs> it was it, a big Bible. It was a big Bible. That sucker was huge. Yeah, and we saw Kamala Harris put her hand on two Bibles while she was doing her oath of office. Uh, your thoughts. Is that a good idea, bad idea? Is that just tradition? What do you think when you see that? You know, I think in their minds, they think I think they think it's tradition. But, you know, I think, oh, man, from a biblical perspective, you know, if you if you say that you're going to uphold the Bible, you know, I think it, it, it even the Bible says that you're held to a different standard. Yeah. You know, and, and so I. Would so does putting your hand on the Bible mean what does that mean? When you take an oath or. Yeah. When you take an oath, the they're taking an oath. They put their hand on the Bible. What does that actually mean? Like, uh, I, I think they're trying to say that we're going to do our best to be honest and right. And I, yeah, I think they're saying before God, yeah, this is what I'm going to do. And I'm thinking your what, actions. The, the, uh, there's so much irony there. Yeah. And, and it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. You know. And because he has signed orders against a traditional marriage. He signed yep. orders against how God makes men and women differently. And, and and honoring that. Talk about irony. That could be another one-liner. Yeah, absolutely. You know, he says he wants to move back to science. <laughs> yeah. That, you, I don't know. I mean, I had biology back in the day, and it was pretty clear. Yeah. Sorry, that's another topic. No, it, <laughs> you're right. Well, we're on. That's what this is talking about, because the hand on the Bible, because we could have an opinion, but there's something that backs it. Right. Yeah, I find it interesting when you talk to anybody, if you do just ask them their opinion on something, you know, it's important to have the discussion and not necessarily just tell them what you think. And it's it's interesting. People think a certain way for a certain reason. So what you want to do is figure out why do you think that way? Yeah. Not you're wrong for thinking that way first. First, you want to go, why do you think that way? And And as they explain it, if it's bad, they will condemn themselves. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those interesting um, things. So you know, if I were to ask Biden, why would you put your hand on a Bible? And he would say, because I'm a good Catholic. Yeah. I would say, so do good Catholics believe that abortion is right? Can you show me that in the Catholic Bible? Right. Do good Catholics believe that marriage is not between one man and one woman and they aren't committed for life? Is that what good Catholics believe? Mm-hmm. Do good Catholics believe that transgenders are right? Yeah. Do, I mean, do good Catholics believe you should lie? Because I listened to the campaign and I don't think everything you said was truthful. Right. Now, again, I don't think everything the other side said was truthful, so... <laughs> hence, I'm not saying what. Can uh, you uh, ever use the word truthful in politician I, in the I same don't know. sentence? <laughs> But there you go. So so that's my issue. It's like, okay, so putting your hand on the Bible, telling people you are a Catholic, what does that actually mean to you? Yeah. It's a great, that would it's be a great my question. question. That's a great question. To him. And if I were the head of the Catholic Church, and I'm not, but if I were, and I saw a public figure like that claiming... Catholicism and claiming to follow Catholicism, 
I would be out immediately with a statement that would say Catholicism isn't all about words, like any religion, I guess, would, wouldn't be. It's about how we act and use the truth in our life. Mm-hmm. And obviously, President Biden is not acting on the truth that the Catholic doctrine, that the Catholic Church teaches. Right. Now, again, I'm not Catholic, so I'm not defending what they teach. Right. What I'm defending is, is the idea of sanity, that if you say you are something, mm-hmm. and then you act in opposition to what you say, then first of all, you've lied. Yep. And you must be lying for a reason. You've either lied to yourself, or you're lying to people to hold your office, or something, I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, but for me, putting your hand on a Bible and proclaiming something mm-hmm. um, has become meaningless in the po- political realm. Right. It's like you might as well use a mad magazine. Right. And not because I'm comparing the Bible and mad magazines, but what does it matter? Right. What you put your hand on if you don't believe what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Do they still make you put your hand on a Bible when you go to court? Court? I believe so. Or do they just make you raise your hand? And what would raising your hand have to do with anything? I don't know. I don't either. Maybe we should get educated before we have opinions. All right. Let me go on to the next line for you then. Coronavirus aid. They're trying to uh, get us money for all the suffering for coronavirus and take care of all the, the ills of the financial problems in our country. What do you think? Oh, man. Um, they... I think there's ways about it that they could do it. You know, I mean, even the last round of checks that they gave out, you know, within the first two days that they started distributing it, you know, news sources across the board said that there was, what, $60 billion in fraud already, meaning it went to the wrong people or people took it that weren't supposed to or, you know, and so it's just like, is that even helpful? Yeah, there's got to be systems out there of of corruption. You know, like I I understand that, that, that there's, people that have been impacted by decisions that have been made along the way, you know, whether it's small business owners or or things like that. And so I don't think that we necessarily need to continue to give billions of dollars in these aid packages to other countries or even to orchestra halls. Um, But is aid a bad thing? I don't think necessarily, but I think there's ways to encourage you know, people. and I would give this to our, our our nation. I think structurally is set up to help those who have need. Um, they honor nonprofit organizations. They they really do work at helping you know widows and orphans. It seems. I mean, our nation as a whole and in general mm-hmm. wants to do that. Yeah. The evil comes when those uh, corrupt people figure out how to use the system and work it you know, right. to their own benefit. In the same respect, I, I think that part of the problem always is uh, the definition or identifying who's actually in need. Um, honestly, you and I got those relief checks. We have been working the whole time through coronavirus. Right. And we really didn't need those checks as far as our day-to-day operations. Right. So, I, you know, when you look at it, you say, you know, I know people saying, well, let's take it away from them. You can give it to the poor. I I understand all that. I'm just saying as a nation, we didn't need it. Right. 
So it's kind of a waste to give it to us mm-hmm. in that sense. There, there could be people that do need it. And again, I don't, there could be people that have great need. I think too, though, that the Bible, if you, if you get into the Bible, you realize the Bible helps define things. It'll tell us people that have need, if they can work, if they can, mm-hmm. and they don't, don't help them. Yeah. Now, if they can't work, see, that's the opposite side of it. Right. Then they do need help. Mm-hmm. Now, can't work can be for a host of reasons. It could be because of coronavirus. It could be because they're, they're ill. It could be because they're older. Yep. But if they can't work and they need help, we need to help them. Absolutely. And if they can work, but they choose not to, we shouldn't help them. Mm-hmm. And that's a huge thing in, uh, in, I think, trying to sort out the issues. Right. And I think there are people that can work and are choosing not to. Yeah. You know, and that was, yeah, it's just crazy. Yeah. All right. Were the elections stole or were they real? <laughs> were they stole or were, were they, they stolen or were they absolute real? Honestly, I would say that we're at a point where I would say that we, I don't think we'll ever know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Way to commit. <laughs> and I agree. I mean, now, now Dominion, saw the voting I don't know if you saw this. Dominion is suing right. Rudy for right. $1.3 billion as a defamation suit. Right. And yet, you know, we still haven't, they still haven't allowed any looking into their machines. Right. To me, if you're innocent, you know, why don't you just allow the investigation to happen? Yep. You know, that's that's my question. Not that I'm, you know, one way or the other more so. I wouldn't say that I'm as conspiracy theories yeah. but i would say that you know if you're innocent why do you have an issue well, showing yeah, people? speaking of of secrecy i know this isn't the line and we might have to get into it next program but what about that that week wiki leaks uh wiki leaks website. leaks guy that they won't even let back in the country if they do they're gonna they're gonna I mean, is it really illegal to give information that's real that people have said so that others know what was actually said? Is that really illegal? Like maybe I don't know. I just wonder. I I don't have enough information. I don't. To make. I don't know enough about the context of that question. <laughs> yeah. Well, I do know if if I know something about you know a, a secret attack on another nation, and I you know I tell them there's going to be a secret attack, and they they attack us first. I guess that would be treason, or right, uh, right. You know, I, I have mean, no... there are depending on the scenario, but I don't even know all the information that yeah. the WikiLeaks guy knows. I know that there were were people that were pardoned before Trump left office. Yeah, and I couldn't help but wonder because the guys that are involved in the uh, information leaking, yeah, were not pardoned. Hmm. And I keep wondering, both sides don't like these people. Yep. That means I'm starting to like them. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like yeah. if, if both sides don't like them, mm-hmm. either they are really bums yeah. or they're doing something that irritates both sides, like telling the truth. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the question is. But if we do talk about that, we'll have to bring it up to another program, I guess, because time flies when you're having fun. That's right. And, you know, as we, as we engage in, in just current cultural topics, we hope that um, – you know, as we engage it, we're not just trying to give our opinion. We're just trying to bring it all back to biblical principles and biblical scripture. And and that's the way that we need to look at the world is through the lens of a biblical worldview. And so that's what we're encouraging, even as we talk about these modern day things that are going on. Dave's an older guy. I'm a younger guy. We have different perspectives. And oftentimes they align 
which isn't always the case with both of our generations. But as we talk, that's sometimes what happens. Um, but unfortunately, we're out of time for this episode. So I encourage you to head over to Relate365.com. And you can re-listen to this one or, or tap into some of the other podcasts that we've done. But this is Jason Dave here on Younger and Older, and we'll see you next time. Take care. Bye-bye.